Welcome to the Fun Size Podcast. My name is Kirsten, and I am a nutrition and fitness coach for petite women. This podcast and my content on all my other platforms is all about empowering petite women to be the highest version of themselves via nutrition, fitness, fashion, and so much more. If you're under 5'3", make sure you hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform so that you don't miss another Fun Sized episode. The day this episode is released is September 6th, 2022. If you're listening to this on the day it launches, my ass is somewhere on a beach in Hawaii. It also happens to be my three-year anniversary of getting my period back and being recovered from hypothalamic amenorrhea. Three years later, and that phrase is still a mouthful, so I'll refer to it as HA throughout this episode. Before we get into the three-year update, I just want to remind you guys what HA is and what my personal experience has been like. But if you're interested in all those nitty gritty details of my entire journey, I have several other episodes for you to check out. So get out a pen or a note on your phone to write these down. Ready? Episodes number 12, 29, 38, 48, 61, 65, and 86. I'll also be listing those in the show notes, but without any further ado, let's dive in. Hypothalamic amenorrhea is a condition where the hypothalamus in your brain stops producing a hormone called GnRH, which reduces the amount of the other hormones that are produced also in the hypothalamus, which is FSH, LH, and estrogen. This causes ovulation and menstruation to just stop, resulting in infertility. Sounds great if you're a female like me who doesn't want to get pregnant ever, right? The problem is, as a female, if your hormones aren't regularly cycling, you're at a high risk for developing other long-term health consequences such as early onset osteoporosis and heart disease. And the leading cause of HA is physical and emotional stress created from an energy deficit. So when a woman eats too little and or exercises too much, the body perceives this as a stress as well as a threat. And that's why it shuts down your reproductive system, aka ovulation and menses. Basically, the body knows circumstances are not well to support a baby and it puts all its attention into the vital things to keep you alive. So for me, amenorrhea started during my very first competition prep back in 2014, where I lost 20 pounds in 13 weeks following my coach's program. Knowing all of the things I know now about nutrition and fitness, especially, especially as a petite, this was where that transformation was by all means extreme, and it really should come at no surprise that this happened in the first place. But I was young. I had my competition blinders on, which basically means that I didn't care about anything else but stepping on stage, unfortunately. The crazy thing is I continued that abusiveness on my body, to my body, for four full years, even after realizing that I wasn't getting a period. But I guess we're all young and dumb sometimes, and I'm not going to judge myself, but that's what happened. Two years after retiring from bodybuilding and competing and still not getting a period, I knew that I had to take further action. And that's when I learned about HA and what needed to be done. So to restore the hypothalamus hormone production and a monthly cycle, 
all the contributing factors had to be addressed. So energy imbalance, excessive exercise, low weight, and stress, which means the initial treatment to cure or fix, whatever word you want to use there, HA, is actually quite simple. It's rest and eat. Just rest from exercise and just eat more food. And so it seems simple and like actually the form of doing that is very easy, but the hard part was definitely the mental aspect of it all. So it was super hard for me to wrap my head around at first because it meant that I had to gain weight. And as someone who spent the previous six years building her identity and her business around being lean and fit, that was absolutely soul crushing. But I was so tired of feeling broken. Like I literally, I knew that not getting a period was not a good thing for a young, healthy female. Like I felt so broken. I felt like my body didn't work um, and I was tired of it. And I knew that my long-term health was way more important than anything else. And I just had to have faith that like everything was going to eventually fall into place exactly as the universe planned. So within one month of eating more and not exercising, except for walking, that is all I did. I I wish I did more stretching, but basically my form of exercise was light walking and I didn't go more than like 15 to 20 minute bouts at a time. It was like walking my dog and that was it. So within just one month of eating more and not exercising, I got my period back, which was such an incredible relief because I had heard stories about so many other women, like it taking them months, taking them years. And I was so scared that that was going to be the way it worked for me. But luckily, my cycle came back quickly. However, as the HA recovery protocol goes, I continued eating and resting for a total of three consistent cycles. So for me, this was like a little over three months. And by that time, I had gained 30 pounds and hardly recognized my five-foot self in the mirror. And as a nutrition and fitness coach, I knew in my heart that I could shed what they call the overshoot weight, which is basically the extra weight that your body needs in order to feel safe enough to have a period, but not necessarily weight that I needed to have long-term. So anyway, this is what they call overshoot weight. And I knew that I could lose it safely and find that middle ground where my hormones were still happy and still cycling and where my body still looked athletic and fit at the same time. I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew it would take time. And I knew it would take a lot of time. This wasn't something that was going to be fixed in 13 weeks. Like the first time, like I was avoiding that at all costs. Like even 26 weeks to me was like, that's too fast. So I knew it was going to take a really long time. And at the same time, I was relearning how to manage my natural cycle. Like I had gone without a period for five to six years. And prior to that, when I was getting a period, I was on the birth control pill, which masked all of my PMS symptoms or most of them. So having my natural cycle, like it felt like totally new territory. And I had to like relearn my body all over again, not to mention I moved across the country. And then two months later, COVID shut down the world. All this to say that first year of being recovered was a bit out of the ordinary to say the least. 
Year two was similar, but I'd say better because I felt like I had more of a grasp of things. The thing is, with each passing month and each passing year, I feel like I keep saying that I feel more and more like myself again, which is true to some degree. But I think what I really mean is that I'm becoming more and more comfortable in my body in more and different ways than I ever have in the past. And just in this last summer alone, I can honestly say that's never been more true. So in the last four months alone, here's your three-year update for you guys, I've experienced the most amount of food freedom with the least amount of weight gain that I've ever experienced in the last I don't know, 10 years of my life. Like, I feel like I spent my entire 20s micromanaging food and always trying to look a certain way. And I mean, obviously, I had a ton of food freedom during recovery itself, but that came with rapid weight gain and constant body checking and a lot of mental issues that I had to work through. And then, even though I did have a better mindset after recovery, the two summers after were spent losing that overshoot weight. Not that I was dieting or in a large calorie deficit like I had been in the past, and I still gave myself a lot more freedom and breaks and so much of that kind of love yourself mentality that I had previously given myself, but I was still fixated on getting to a certain healthy middle point which meant that I was still tracking macros and I was in as much of a hustle mode as I still could be while listening to my body and not overstepping myself. So even though I wasn't as aggressive about it, like I had been in my competition days, it still takes a level of mental discipline to be in a slow cut. And that was true all the way up until April of this year when I ended my most recent mini cut. And I really think that I found that middle ground that I was after for so long. And I felt so good about where I was at. And I was excited to finally have a summer to just enjoy life. And that's exactly what I did. So this summer in my normal day-to-day, I took more of an intuitive eating approach as I explained in episode 115. And it's been exactly what I needed. But even more than that, I just feel like I got to enjoy normal summer activities without any restrictions or food guilt or binging. Like Justin and I have taken six trips this summer. Even one trip would have given me so much anxiety years ago. And I would usually binge pretty hard on trips because my body was so restricted. So once I started eating and eating things I haven't been used to, I really couldn't stop. And then I'd get home and then I'd immediately go back into a cut. But I didn't feel the need to binge or overeat or order the most ridiculous things on the menu because, oh my God, who knew if I'd ever get to experience it again? Like that was the old scarcity mindset. The new abundance mindset is more mindful and like, hey, veggies sound like a good idea. But at the same time, like, girl, if you're craving the burger, you're going to get the motherfucking burger with fries. So all of those trips went super smooth. There's no like, oh my God, I can't eat that. And then when we'd get home, like I just resumed normalcy without trying to lose weight that I gained on the trip because I don't feel like I gained any weight on any of my trips. Like, yeah, I'm human and I still have days of feeling bloated, but that hasn't stopped me from wearing a crop top at all this summer. 
And aside from the trips, we've had a bunch of get-togethers with friends, date nights, even spontaneous lunch dates, donuts, popcorn, just to name a few totally out of the blue things that I didn't feel the need to make fit into my macros or worry about running extra the next day, which I absolutely hate to admit are all things that would have crossed my mind in the past, but whatever, I'm here now. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect or I'll never need to worry about macros ever again, because that's not true either. Like I know me and I know I'll always have goals to work on. For example, I'm currently focused on growing my rear delts. And yes, I understand how specifically weird that is, but since my front and my lateral delts are pretty solid, it'd be nice for those rear delts to join the party and just round out my shoulders. (laughs) And actually, since I figure I'm probably in a surplus right now, which is the perfect time to put on muscle, I even started taking creatine again, which is something I haven't done since my figure competition days when I needed to add size to my frame. I haven't taken creatine since then because I haven't wanted any part of me to be bigger since then, which now that I say that, I hope that doesn't come off in a way where someone might perceive that as still having negative thoughts about my body because that's not what I meant by it at all. Because here's the thing about creatine. It draws more water to the muscle, which makes your muscles look fuller. But if you have fat surrounding those muscles, It can make you feel puffy looking, and since that's the opposite of what I was going for, I haven't really played around with it for a long time. But now that I've reached that healthy middle and my goals are shifting, I decided to give it a go, and I really, really like what I'm seeing so far. So first and foremost, I don't know if my weight has gone up since taking creatine, and frankly, I don't care because I feel great. My strength has definitely gone up and I do feel like my muscles have been looking fuller and rounder lately, which makes me feel like a total badass superhero. And while we're on that topic, I don't know if any of you have seen the new She-Hulk on Disney+, Plus, but okay. I freaking love Tatiana Maslany because of Orphan Black and I am nothing against her, but when she morphs into Hulk, I don't feel like they made her badass enough. Like her arms and her shoulders, yes, those are fire. They are fantastic. But I feel her thighs could be thicker, like an NPC wellness pro. Marvel had the best opportunity to empower us thick thigh queens, but they failed. (laughs) Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Tell me what you think. I'd be really super interested. But anyway, as I was saying, this summer has definitely been one for the books. I think I missed out on so many fun opportunities in my 20s due to obsessive behaviors around food, and I'm determined to not miss out on the opportunities in my 30s. Not gonna lie, I've def been playing a lot more than I've been hustling lately, and I'm not mad about it. Actually, I'm pretty ecstatic about it and absolutely grateful for it, and I wouldn't trade this journey for anything. And I know in my two-year anniversary podcast episode, I already explained how much I know that going through HA recovery was absolutely worth it. And I just want to reiterate it again. HA recovery helped me find balance and has shown me what it truly means to be healthy and to just have fun. It was absolutely 100% worth going through the hard months to get to this. And again, I'm human. I'm not perfect. I definitely have my bad days. Usually they spring up in the week leading up to my period, which I guess since this episode is all about the return of the menses, I might as well give y'all an update there, right? I won't go to TMI because I don't need to this time. 
I'm still getting my period regularly every month. However, I have been experimenting with other ways to mitigate some of my PMS symptoms like breast soreness and moodiness, but I haven't found the perfect solution yet, so I'm just coasting along in that department. And I know I'll figure it out eventually, or maybe it'll just even out on its own, but yeah, there's still a little struggle there, but it's okay. I'll take it. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I'm at. And if you feel that you are experiencing HA, or you might be, or you have something similar going on, please know that you are not alone. There is a whole community of recovered and recovering women who are here to support you and cheer you on, including myself. Please feel free to reach out to me anytime on Instagram at funsize.nutrition and I'll be happy to answer questions and tell you what I know and just be there to listen because I know what it's like to be there and I know what it's like to not really know anyone who's been through it either. Like I had a ton of support and I'm so grateful for all the support that I had, but at the same time, it really would have been nice to have that person who really feel like I can talk to. So yeah, DM me anytime. Thanks so much for listening to my story. Again, if you want more on this topic, feel free to check out any of my previous episodes that I mentioned. I will list them in the show notes for you. And one last reminder, don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts for your chance to win a fun-sized tank top. There hasn't been that many this month, so you have a really good chance of winning. Thanks again. And as always, I'll catch you in the next episode.